lose to the Cowboys later in the year, and then they they still play the Giants. I mean, I'm not sure if this team's better than the Giants right now, from top to bottom. Oh my god, no way! I don't care if it's a hot take. I don't care. Oh my god, there's no. With those injuries that they have right now, no, I don't think. I think the Giants could win this division. Welcome into another episode of the Pinewood Perspective. We got T Gorski and B Money White on the show with us as usual. Week 10 has passed. Week 11 is here. Season's flying by. It's making me more sad every week. How are we feeling, boys? Packers finally get a win after a five-game losing streak. I'm sure you're feeling a little bit better, Brett. Oh, yeah, you know. Um just like it's been all season, lots of ups, lots of downs, you know, whether with your team, with fantasy, with bets, you know, it's it's just um, I'm glad to be here, man. That's, that's about all I can say. <laughs> Thomas, great weekend for you. I'm on cloud nine, you know, I'm happy as could be. Uh, I have literally no reason to not be happy right now. I'm feeling the same way. I need my chains, dude. Where's where, where's the chains? I can't find them. I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling pretty damn good after this week too. Bears got better draft position. Lions, you know, kind of sold their not. I wouldn't say fully sold their chances at a top quarterback, but they can move up. They can move up. The Rams uh, will be high. But uh, yeah, I guess um, I'm feeling good. Justin Fields has another solid week other than, you know, the rough pick six. But it happens. He was due for a turnover. Let's get right into it. Germany, Bucks beat Seahawks 21-16 to in Munich. Is Tampa Bay about to go on a run, or do you guys think that there's still some cause for concern? Back-to-back big wins. I think Tampa Bay is ready to um, be the team that we thought they were, you know. I don't – I do think that – um, we have, I, I think we haven't seen the ceiling of this offense yet. Um, and maybe the game was a little bit too close for comfort. Um, I think a large part of that was just a terrible play call to try to throw the ball to Tom Brady. I mean, you just eliminate that play and let Tom Brady play quarterback. Um, that game's not going to be as close as it was, but, yeah, I think the Bucs uh, beat a really good team in the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think the Seahawks are legit, you know, like they're they're a tough team to beat. I don't think that they necessarily are built for a long postseason run. I do think they can squeak in, and I do think they're a tough team to beat. You got to show up and play mistake-free football, and, you know, they the Bucs, they got it done. So I, th- I do think they're going to go on a little run here. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Seahawks are a good team. You know, they might be a team in like the best position moving forward from like a rebuilding standpoint. Uh, they just have so much young talent that's really been hitting. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks are about to go on a run. You know, they. I agree with Brett. They're gonna be the team that everyone thought they were. You know, the whole divorce with Brady and Giselle. You know, it's kind of uh, it caused some distractions at the beginning. I think that's now slowly starting to get behind them. And he's starting to be get, uh, he's gonna be able to get a little more focused, you know, and actually put his mind on football. So I mean, 
there's just too much talent for them not to be. You know, they're a team that you do not want to meet in the playoffs. Like, like they're a team that I think like the Rams last year, like could really just get hot and things will really just start to click for them. I wouldn't be shocked if they were in the NFC Championship game. You know, the NFC's, you know, it honestly might be a little wide open, honestly, still, even with how good some of those top-tier teams are looking. But, yeah, I mean, I think Brady and the Bucks. I mean, I think they're starting to get together. Rashad White's looking really good. Fournette will be a nice goal line back. Um, Cade Otten looks good at tight end on offense. You know, Godwin's starting to become a little bit healthy. You know, people still got to remember he's coming back from that torn ACL. So he's been limited all year. Now he's starting to increase the workload. Um, Todd Bowles, you know, that defense, you know, it's starting to get a little bit better week in, week out. Devin White still got to uh, step up. But, I mean, yeah, the Bucks just with their division, their schedule, they have a pretty easy path to the playoffs. Right, and especially you mentioned the schedule. They're on a bye week right now, which when you look at their division, um, a bye week's almost a win because you can almost count that those other three teams, two of them, if not three, are probably going to lose. And that's just a little extra game, uh, game boost they can get. You know, although, you know, that could be the complete opposite. But then you look at who they're playing when they come off the bye. They've got Cleveland and New Orleans, two teams that, um, Cleveland, you know, they could be better when Watson gets back, without a doubt. But, um, he's there practicing right now, and I really don't expect uh Brissett and the Browns to be a problem for. Tom Brady and the Bucks, and then, like I said, the Saints. After that, they can easily easily be seven and five with a weak uh, division, and having to play San Fran after that, which will be a real uh, statement to see where they're at at that point. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's what's crazy about the NFC is that these top teams right now in the NFC, a lot of them are inexperienced and you're looking at these middle of the pack teams like the Bucks and the 49ers who have, you know, been playoff teams the last few years and have experience like Tom Brady. Like that's scary for the NFC. That's, that should be, you know, worrisome for the top dogs in the NFC because these are teams that you're not going to want to play in a playoff game, like regardless of which. And so, yeah, I think that the NFC should be looking out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because there's a good chance that they, I'd say that they're probably going to, you know, with the way they're playing right now, they're probably going to walk away with the division. The rest of the division is so terrible. And the last thing you want them to do is let Tom Brady get hot right before the postseason because they're going to be one of the scarier teams in the NFL to play with. And that's that's just the truth of it. I don't care who your team is. You're not going to want to play Tom Brady in the postseason. I don't care if you're 15 and one. Like, it's going to be scary. Regardless, like like Thomas said, you know, the NFC is wide open. It's any given Sunday. Um, so yeah, I won't be surprised if the Bucks get bounced in the first or second round of the playoffs, but at the same time, this is just a team that you don't want to play at all. And speaking of the NFC, let's move on. Commanders upset Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night, 32 to 21. They got that last second fumble touchdown. Um, how bad of a loss is this for the Eagles? Thomas, we'll start with you. Yeah, dude, I mean, th- this is a horrible loss. I mean, this is just such a bad look because they've had such a cupcake schedule up to this point where there's really no statement win they've re- they've really had. I mean, yeah, they beat the Vikings, but it's like when the Vikings had a new system, so many changes, you know, it takes a little bit for a team like that to kind of figure it out of what their identity is. But, I mean, this is a team that's, you know, they've, they've played some backups. 
They've also played some really lower tier teams. They struggled with the Houston Texans, you know, last Thursday. And then they, you know, you just get outplayed, out schemed, out everything uh, to the commanders. And, you know, and the commanders are, have a backup quarterback out there in Taylor Heineke. Um, Heineke's better than Carson Wentz. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they're pretty close. But, uh, you know, I, I, the Eagles got a lot of question marks. Um, and they've also lost Dallas Goddard for a few weeks. You know, they got some injuries. Um, this is just a horrible loss, you know, with the Vikings are now tied with them for the best record in the NFC. Um, you know, there's just, th- th- there's no statement win that they really have truthfully, um, you know, and their schedule has been pretty soft. So, I mean, this is the kind of loss you really just can't afford to have because the Vikings are right on their tails pretty much for that number one seed. You know, it's really between those two teams for the one seed. Um, and, you know, you need to keep a lead, you know, as much as you can. They would have had, like, a two-game lead on Minnesota. Um, you know, this is just a loss you can't have because, you know, now the Giants are, like, a game behind them as well. You know, for all we know, the Giants could win that division and the Eagles could fall all the way to a wild-card spot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is just a horrible loss because, you know, this just kind of shows a lot of people who you really are. That you're, not that, you're not that dominant team that people fear. You know, you are – you know, you, you, you just have a favorable schedule. I mean, that's just ultimately what it has been. Um, you know, the offense, I still think has some question marks when you're trailing. Um, you know, that was like the first or second time, like all year, they've truthfully trailed in the game and faced some adversity. And, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, you're going to need to face adversity, you know, and they haven't really had that to this point. Um, so it it just, it it showed me a little bit more of who they are, um, when adversity does hit that, if you know, if you don't have that early lead, just control the clock, you know, where things go your way, um, so, yeah, I mean, that just showed me a lot of who the Eagles are, not what they've been, but who they are currently. And, you know, and they're just not a powerhouse like everyone thought they were, everyone thought they would be. I totally disagree. I, I mean – crack smoked. <laughs> I mean, I this, think, this is a divisional think, game. Though, they're 8-0. and um, You don't lose to Taylor Heineke at home. I don't care, especially this by This is a divisional digits. football game. Didn't this same team just push you guys to the brink last just last week? Like, they In just Washington, pushed Minnesota though, to the brink. You know, this is and a divisional football game. They're riding high. They're eight and zero. Every team's due for a loss. Let's not act like the Washington Commanders are some slouches. They're five and five. This isn't no slouch franchise here. They are five and five football. They took the Vikings to the wire. They beat yeah. the Packers. They, they beat, beat the, the Packers. The Eagles. The I know. And, is... and unlike the Eagles, the Vikings won. Right, but I mean, yeah, that's but this is a divisional loss. A divisional the football game. Year. This is a divisional football game. It's like, like the Vikings lost to the Lions, I guess, but no, I, I disagree. The commanders the commanders are a much better football team. Look, this is what I gotta say, man. Listen to this here. That's it's. I can't agree with that because, yeah, like it's one game. It happens every year. I mean, you look back to the one in fifteen um, Jaguars last year, who their only win was against. It was the Buffalo Bills. Everyone had, I I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, everyone had them winning the Super Bowl last year. So if you want to give the rant right after the Buffalo Bills lost that game, I mean, I bet there's some people that are saying similar things. But I don't think that's the case. I think, uh, yeah, there's never really a good loss. um, But this is a fucking reality check. They lost at home. um, Their fans booed them. And, you know, that's that's a real wake-up call when you're sitting at the one seat, eight and one. And, you know, you, you see things that you got to fix. This so reminds me a lot of the I think they're in a great spot. And, you know, it's one thing if you get totally outplayed, but when we see uh, 
a face mask on that fumble. And then the freak play where um, that big, I think it was Pascal or something, or Watkins fumbles the ball. Yeah, Watkins You know, that's stuff it. that is very frustrating that I can see getting cleaned up. And, yeah, it's football. Things happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm not really um, – that doesn't move the – that game doesn't move the needle for me too much for the Eagles. It was definitely one of their sloppiest games. And they still, in my eyes, I mean, whatever you want to count the last little six points there, fucking have at it. They lost by five points in the by far their sloppiest football game to a division rival. Like every game, every team isn't going to show up any like on, you know, game day and play great football like they're due. They were due for a loss. I was saying that yesterday. I said this is a divisional game. This is definitely one of your trap game right here. This is a divisional football game. Commanders aren't no slouches. They're four and five. And uh, it's just it's extremely tough to beat a divisional team always no matter what it's always going to be difficult to beat someone in your division because that just means so much more i mean earlier in the year they put a beating on the commanders in washington so like to me this is just like you know they're probably overlooking the commanders a little bit they put a beating on them earlier they had a long break in between the thursday night and the monday night game that's a 10-day break and if you watch that game that texas game i think i think we kind of saw this coming uh they didn't play the cleanest football against the Texans either. They got away with a win. But I think when you start seeing that with a team, a loss is inevitable, you know, and that's kind of where the reset comes. Yeah, I mean, this just showed me a lot how the team is when they face adversity. Like, they're not there yet. They're still a young squad. Like, I mean, this. I mean, the way the Eagles are playing this year, it reminds me a lot of the Arizona Cardinals from last season where they were on a high, you know, they were winning these games. And then, like, when the Packers had no Devontae Adams, you know, you overlook a team and think you're going to win, and it's simply you just get outmatched. And, you know, I know the Cardinals, when they lost to the Packers, it was, like, on the final play of the game. But once they hit that adversity and that and that wall hit, things started to kind of fall apart because you, in reality, weren't as good as everyone thought you were. And then when you got to the playoffs, you know, you didn't have that adversity. Like, you didn't know how to handle it. And but this, the this Eagles wasn't Jalen Hurts. weren't weren't the Eagles three and zero this year so far up to date when lead when trailing by two scores? Like I feel like I don't think been... I don't even think they've been the only game that I, from what I remember that they did. I saw the stat last came night. Back was the Jaguars, and that was a heavy, shitty conditioned game. Jalen, I mean, that's, I saw that's the stat last night. Jalen Hurts was three and zero when trailing by two plus scores last night. Like they've definitely faced some adversity this year. This Eagles team is loaded, man. I don't. I mean, I would, look at I would, the Eagles schedule though. You they gave up thirty five points to the Lions week one. You barely won against the Detroit Lions. Yes, you did put a pounding on the Vikings. You put a pounding on the Commanders. You beat the Jags. You came back. That is the one game they did face some adversity. Uh, they beat the Cardinals pretty handily, but they ended up nearly blowing it because the Cardinals missed a, a field goal that would have tied the game. Uh, they beat That's Cooper cool. Rush. They beat Cooper Rush with the Cowboys, a backup quarterback. Those they, weren't. I mean, let's not act they, like those were slouches. The Cooper Rush I mean, the Giants. Let's see, they he was under Cooper Rush was undefeated. Then they beat the Texans, and then they just lost to the Commanders. I mean, there's really been no battle tests so far up to this point. Besides uh, the Vikings, that was pretty much it. I mean, that's the only thing I will say. You know, yeah, you did beat the Vikings, but, you know, that's really about it. So it's like I want to see how they handle playing Green Bay. I want to see how they handle Tennessee. I want to see how they go when they travel to New York. I actually think they could lose to the Bears. That could be a trap game. I truly do. In Chicago. You beat the fucking Eagles. You better I think it's not as far-fetched as people think. Dude, it's going to be a cold-weather game. And Soldier Field is not an easy place to play at. 
It really is. Fucking Lincoln Financial Field yeah. in Philadelphia. They play cold games. They're, they'll they're probably lose time. to the Cowboys later in the year, and then they, they still play the Giants. I mean, I'm not sure if this team's better than the Giants right now from top to bottom. Oh, my God. No way. I don't care if it's a hot take. I don't care if it's oh a hot take. Oh, my God. There's no – With those injuries that they have right now? No. I don't think – I think the Giants oh, no could way. win this division. No they're one game way. behind them. They're one game behind them. They're seven and two. No way. They have more statement wins than the Philadelphia Eagles this season. Uh, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts. Don't AJ, care. AJ compare, I'm comparing the rosters from top to bottom. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about it. Line, let's talk about it. Line, defensive defensive backs, I think they have a better defense. They have a better Ooh. run game. Yeah, they have a better run game. That's it. They have a better running back. Yeah, yeah, they have a better running. Yeah, they back. do. Oh, absolutely. You say better but I, game. The Giants. The reason why I'm so impressed with the Giants though is because they have no weapons outside of Saquon Barkley, and they're winning these games. Like they have no receivers. They have no tight end. They have no off. They have an, a, I guess, an average offensive line. But like, I don't know. I'm just more impressed with them up to this point. Just because of the statement wins they've had against Baltimore, Tennessee, you guys, so those are games. You guys, well, who have the who have the Vikings played then? I'm not naming the Vikings, dude. Well, I mean, they did just beat Buffalo. They Bills. did just beat the Bills. Yeah, the Bills. Yeah. But come on, we watched this game. You guys, you guys. We remember, know, we know if they played again, it's going to be another crazy one. You guys remember when you guys gave me flack for hating on like Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson because I had just. Yes, I'm not hating on her. This though. is I, I like this is Thomas hating on the Eagles. Because his Vikings are right there with him, and he's competing against them. It's the same shit I was doing. Same shit I was doing with Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Well, Zach no, Lance. I've always had questions about the Eagles, though. I always have. This Just is because this. I felt like they haven't had any adversity or testing. So That's- what was the difference with me questioning Trey Lance? You guys were calling me out for questions. My thing with Lance was I felt like it wasn't fair either way. He, it was like a to-be-determined situation. That was where I always stood with Trey Lance, though. No, I would, my thing was I I said you guys were talking about you guys, a bum. You, got, you you guys were talking thirty five touchdowns, and I was like, this dude hasn't played worth a shit yet. Like he hasn't shown it wasn't me that in he's the a player, player NFL quarterback. And you guys were talking about how he could be in the MVP conversation. Like, so if he doesn't snap that angle, absolutely. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. Th- I, I I think that we. I don't. I don't think it's crazy to say that. Like like the thirty touchdowns, like. I think you even put up a graphic this year that oh Fields is on pace for like ten plus rushing touchdowns and twenty passing Trey touchdowns. Trey Lance would be doing what Justin Fields That's, is doing right now. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking like I'm not, I, with that offense, I don't. I twenty. No, I don't think it's crazy, but I heard MVP conversation. Like I was. Like, I mean, yeah. you'd have to show my argument, the young guy who comes into the mix this year. My argument was this guy has not shown anything up to date in this league, and that I think we need to pump the brakes on him. What do you play a total? Right, two but games? I'm just. I was. What I was saying is his potential is there. I mean, if you think one hundred percent, yeah, Trey Lance, the number two overall pick that they sold the farm for, um, and they got all these weapons, and he's a dual threat guy who, in his share, has is also a better passer than Jimmy ever as a quarterback. If you applied that to a full season, I don't think that's crazy to say dude would be in the MVP conversation if he literally would have Kittle, Ayuk. Debo to throw to and just by his game volume he would have probably had the most rushes all season I mean we we see what kind of praise these dual threat quarterbacks get I mean look at Justin Fields your guy like 
can we not say he hasn't been almost the fantasy MVP of the last three or four weeks? I mean, if we're talking about Trey Lance hitting his ceiling, that's what he would be week in, week out. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not dis- – what I'm bringing up is you guys were giving me flack for saying pump the brakes on him real quick, and you guys were saying, oh, it's just because Fields is your boy. Fields is your boy. I'm comparing the situations here. He's going after the Philadelphia Eagles, saying that the Giants are a better team because he's the one who's competing with them right now. No, oh, I I've agree. Always, no, I've always thought that the Eagles were not as great as their record was because they've, they've squeezed out a lot of these tough games, but the adversity is what I was waiting for. And that's what I saw Monday night was the commanders were in control of that game from beginning to end. It wasn't even like it was like a back and forth game. I mean, they the, weren't though. It, the commanders were in control for 75, 80% of that game where th- that entire second half, the Eagles just looked dead to me. They just looked dead. There was no fight. There was no nothing. There, it was just like they surrendered, you know, like I understand. I disagree, dude. Or, I don't think you were watching the game, dude. I was. Bro, the Eagles, they they were like back in it. Like they the two big plays, literally they had two big fumbles that literally the same right when the guy caught the ball, it was like, "Oh my god, like this Great is the play that the brings him in." And then they fumbled. Like they had, did it two different times. I mean, hey, do credit to the Commanders. That defense is stout, man. They're they're fucking no slouches. That's for goddamn sure. They're 5 and 5. I don't care, man. You still ain't no team. You should take care of the Washington Commanders at oh, 100%. home. Oh, 100%. At home? There's no question that you should, but let's not act like this accountable. Is this is a terrible loss. This is horrible. I don't think it's that bad. This is a division rival, and the Washington Commanders aren't no slouches. You should. At 8 no, you should take care of them, but let's not act like they just lost to the fucking Texans by 30 at home. That's a horrible This would be loss. like the Bills losing. I mean, this is why they're like the Patriots games. against Bailey Zappi. Like, 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 that's literally what the situation would be. People would be lighting Buffalo on fire right now. I, I, I think that would be crazy. If they lost to the if Patriots. They lost to the Patriots last it. year to Matt. They lost yeah. to the Patriots last year with fucking Mac Jones throwing two oh. passes. Yeah. People and, you weren't know, lighting the world on fire. fire. Like, people were not lighting the world on fire. It's a divisional game. But when you lose to a backup in this fashion, it's not a good look. When you're supposed to be the dominant team in your own conference, okay. can we please yeah. stop calling Taylor Heineke a backup? He's three. He is a backup. He's played, he's played much better football than Carson Wentz. He looks so much better. The team looks a thousand. He times wouldn't start for anyone other field. than the Commanders. So the, you're the, the, the team looks a thousand times better when he is on the field. They're they're I way think more. Wentz it and shows. Heineke are both backup quarterbacks in this league. The Commanders do not have a quarterback right now. Well, I mean, then, yeah, that's a different argument. But in I'm not saying he is the guy, commander's backup. He is a backup-type quarterback. He is a backup-type quarterback on a good football team, yes. But is it like – football team. I mean, here's the deal. The the football, it's the game of inches. It's a play here, a play there. I mean, if that's that's the difference what it comes down to the Philadelphia Eagles winning that game, it was a couple plays. And, I mean, that's how it is for a lot of games. It's a couple plays. And, you know, what? we could say the difference with the game, as close as it was, there was a couple plays difference for the Commanders and the Vikings, the Commanders and the Packers. And I'm just not seeing that be as detrimental as you're making it seem. Um, You know, it'd be one thing if they – suffered a huge injury in the game and that'd be an outlook moving forward on the team especially coming off a bad loss but i just don't see it 
I mean, isn't Dallas Goddard a pretty bad loss for that offense? He I mean, he is, he is, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, AJ Brown had seven catches. I mean, not seven catches, seven he yards, did. right? He wishes he did, but no, he had seven yards. Like, like they really shut that team down. Jalen Hurts looked lost without AJ Brown. I just there. think, I just think we got to see how they respond to what get a better ideal on how bad this loss really was. Because if they, they come out. And whoop whoever they play, nobody's gonna be saying anything about the Eagles. What did they lose to the Colts though? Then are you freaking out? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, we're we're yeah. talking after that. But that that's that's hasn't happened. So let's pump the brakes. I'm not, I'm not really. I think that I, in my eyes, I think they're gonna go out there with a chip on their shoulder, and they're probably gonna fucking spank Jeff Saturday's ass around the fucking block. Like I don't see them losing to the Colts. Like, I oh, mean, what would the Colts be five, five, and one? They might creep up into my rankings if they pull this. I think Taylor's healthy, so it's possible. I mean, there's no Dallas Goddard there. I mean, that's a really big loss, in my opinion. I mean, they didn't lose Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Darius Slay, the Hogs up front. They obviously couldn't guard McLaurin last night, though. All right. Okay, we need to we need to move on. Cooper Cup has ankle surgery, placed on IR, will miss a minimum of four games, looking like it could be four to six weeks probably. Is it time for the Rams to throw in the towel, shut down Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford for the season? Brett. That's a tough question. But, um, you know, you don't have your first-round pick, so you lose the benefit there. Um, I mean, they do have their other picks, obviously, but it's just sad to see, man. Um, with the status of the players, um, I don't think I don't think you shut down Matt Stafford. Um, I think it's a little too early for that. He's just coming off a concussion. Um, I think I think they need to play a couple more games, try to win before we talk about shutting down. Uh, it's a little too early for that. You hate to see a Cooper Cup injury, but um, yeah. What 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 am I answering here? <laughs> Is it time to just throw in the towel on the season? It's fucking week eleven, dude. Come on, we're not throwing. If if you're throwing in the towel, then you don't deserve to be in this league. I see one, two, three, four, five. Maybe six winnable games left. Uh, no, I think obviously you got a you got a favorable matchup against the Saints this weekend. Uh, let's not act like you know. I mean, obviously the Cooper Cup loss is very very detrimental, but Van Jefferson has been impressive when he's healthy. Allen Robinson is you know hopefully somewhat still Allen Robinson. Hey, are we watching the same uh, Van Jefferson? He's he's decent when he's healthy. Jeez, got him he's decent. He's okay. Yeah, fucking uh, Sammy I bet Watkins. Will, I bet, I bet Will too. has him on his fantasy team. I bet him up now. I do in one of them. I do in one league. I do have Van in one league, and I do need him to maybe step up so his trade value goes up a little <laughs> bit. But they got the Saints this weekend. They've got the Saints this weekend. They need to. They need to go out there and they need to put a beating on the New Orleans Saints. Because then after that, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, Seattle, and you got Vegas, Green Bay, Denver, Chargers, Seahawks again. The rest of the season, uh, you I don't know. It's tough. You go out there and you put a beating on the Saints, though, 
get to four and six. You're probably not beating the Chiefs. You're getting to four and seven. And then you got a chance. I mean, you got three games that you can win, three games that you can lose. You got Seahawks, Raiders, Packers. Those are getting your if you want to get back into the playoff hunt and get to seven and seven, you gotta go, you gotta go three and oh after those last games. Cause if they beat the Saints, like I said, they move on to four and six. They're probably going to lose the Chiefs four and seven. You got to win those next three games and, you know, try and grab two out of those last three against the Broncos, Chargers, and Seahawks to get into the playoffs at potentially nine and eight. It's going to be tough. But, um, no, I agree with Brett. It's only week 11. But if we if they lose to the Saints and they're going to lose to the Chiefs, I'd say you shut Stafford down for the last five to six games of the year. Let him heal up. Your playoff chances are dead. You need him healthy for next year. You know, it's a, it's the year after winning a Super Bowl. We see it year after year after year. Teams go through these hangovers. Um. So, yeah, I think that if you drop this game to the Saints and you drop that game to the Chiefs, I think it's time to maybe start thinking about shutting Stafford down. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to this Sunday, I think. Um, you know, it all just comes down to – because if you lose to the Saints – which is very possible. You will lose to the Chiefs. That brings you three and eight. At that point, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup should not even see the field the rest of the year, especially when the Rams don't even, you know, care about the long-term vision of their team. It's all about the short term. So like they only care about like this year and next year. They'll cut and then they'll figure it out. Um, you know, Stafford has had this elbow injury, this this lingering elbow injury that has been bothering him all year. He is concussed now. Cooper Cup's been overworked. Um I do think if you lose to the Saints and then the Chiefs, and yeah, then you shut it down. Uh, you know, you, you just got to protect the players from themselves at certain times. Um, I know McVay wants to win. I know he doesn't really want to be there long term. You know, he wants to win another title and give it about another two, three years to this group. Then he'll move on to like broadcasting or something. But, um, oh, yeah. you think McVay's going to be done that quick? Once his core is done, once, you know, Stafford Cup. And those in like Donald, they move on. Absolutely. Like, that's why I, I absolutely do. I don't think he wants to be a lifelong coach. I, I, mean, I don't think he wants to be a lifelong coach either, but no. I can see him, you know, doing like what Sean Payton, Sean, more like Sean Payton. You yeah, know? I mean, I can see him take a break for like a, like, like two years, two, three like years. Like a Gruden, maybe? Yeah. Like, where, you know, and then he comes back, you know, like he's still so young. I think he, what did he do? Like just turn 40. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I do think you just got to protect the players from themselves. I would probably consider shutting Stafford down in Cooper Cup now, but I could at least see an argument for wanting to at least see what the Saints game, what you could do in the Saints game. Like, can you win with this core of, you know, Robinson, Van Jefferson, Ben Skronik, and whoever they want to have at running back off the practice squad this week? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just comes down to me. I think I would wait to shut these guys down. This week will tell me a lot. Like, if you lose this week, I would probably shut him down completely, put Stafford on IR, keep Cup on IR, and just, you know, we just weren't that good this year. Unlike the year before, you know, a lot of things fell their way. Things just were not like that this year. You know, they've had to face a lot. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the only thing that maybe is holding me back a tad is the fact that the, the division is still within reach. You know, it's one of the worst divisions in all football right now. But it is within reach, at least. But is to me, it's just like it just comes down to that Saints game. You know, if you lose to the Saints this weekend, it's over. You know, it's over for you guys. You know, you're not going to beat the Chiefs. You're not. You're probably not going to beat the Packers in Green Bay. 
You're probably not going to beat the Chargers when they're healthy. You'll lose at least one game to the Seahawks. Your season's over. Like, so, I mean, yeah. You know, I feel like you should shut them down if you lose to the Saints on Sunday. If you do, then I think it's just time to look towards, the like, next year. You got to talk Stafford out there against Patty Mahomes, though. Got to have him. It you depends if he's, cleared, if he's cleared concussion protocol, you know, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I get it from, I guess, from like a viewer, from like a business standpoint, you know, it, it is a you know big time game. It'll be, I'm sure Nance and Romo will be calling that game. So, I mean, I do see him playing Stafford out there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe two games, maybe two games, but if you get your like butt whooped here by the Saints somehow, like say like Jameis starts and they lose big time or something and Stafford throws like two picks where he just doesn't look right, then you just got to shut him down. He's getting older. You know, he's like 35, 34. So Roger Goodell. We'll be making a fucking phone call <laughs> to Sean McVay if he's thinking about tossing out John Wolford against Patrick Mahomes. No, you talk. You he's gonna say get fucking Matt Stafford in the ball game right now. That's what's gonna go down. That's that's what's gonna go down. That's how it's gonna go. Jeff Saturday picks up his first win against the Raiders, and Matt Ryan started the football game. How shocking is that that Ursay allowed Saturday to start Ryan? but not Frank Reich. This is a rabbit hole one for me. I'm letting you know that I'm going to be going down the rabbit hole here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it doesn't shock you at all. I mean, Jim Mercy is one of the most dysfunctional owners in all of the NFL. No one ever knows what the guy's thinking. Um, You know, he's been known to make bad decision after bad decision. You know, Colts obviously have not been the same since, you know, Luck retired, but more so, truthfully, they have not truthfully been stable since, you know, Peyton Manning lives in that building. You know, he tanked on purpose for Andrew Luck once they lost Manning. They did Manning dirty on the way out. You know, it's just the type of guy that Ursay is. You know, he gets into you know, he gets into it with uh Snyder from the commanders, you know, there's clearly no respect for each other there. He's, yeah, he's, Snyder's he, a he like Yeah, he, I mean Ursay just strikes me as a as a owner where he doesn't necessarily care about wins, you know, losses. He just cares about their team in the news, in the headlines. Where it's like you know he he does he just wants him to stay relevant you know he's completely fine with mediocrity. He's you like know? your poor boy Jerry Jones, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean you know obviously our, our uh, Saturday never should should have been hired in the first place, but um I am very surprised that he did not want Frank Wright to play Matt Ryan and then he gave Saturday the okay. Um, the only way I kind of see that is if Ursay. You know, if he's if he wants to evaluate Jeff Saturday as the head coach going forward, you know, where when you bring him in, this wasn't just to be an interim, you know, just to get through the end of the year. Saturday's honestly probably actually auditioning for this job, and he probably wanted to give you know him the okay because Frank Wright was always going to be out the door no matter what if they miss the playoffs. But with Jeff Saturday, he probably wants to see what they can do with the best players on the field. That's just what strikes me. So I'm not necessarily surprised. Because this just kind of screams the type of guy that Jim Ursay is. And I think the Colts are starting to become very dysfunctional as an organization where they're going to be the new Jaguars of the AFC South. Be money. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't even really care about this shit. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how I'm talking about it. Yeah, like, you know, what – there's a lot that happens behind closed doors and um, a lot of, it would just be a lot of speculation on my part. And 
Um, I yeah, I think it was time for Frank Wright to go. Um, Ursay probably knew that after the Matt Ryan project didn't work out, and um, you know, with a new coach in there, Jeff Saturday wanted to give the Colts the best chance to win, and that was starting Matt Ryan. So I don't think there's any confusion there. Um, I couldn't really tell you why it happened, how it happened, other than. I think this uh, Frank Wright firing was inevitable. And, um, yeah, that's, that's about all I can say on that. I think this is crazy, kind of. I guess maybe it is irrelevant, and why are we talking about them? But, I mean, I feel like how I read the firing was Frank Wright wanted to play Matt Ryan, Jim say wanted to tank, so we're going to toss in Sam Ellinger. And, you know... Jeff sat. He fired. He fired Frank Reich so he could make Jeff Saturday's little puppet for nine games. Hey, finish off the tank job for me, bud. Slap on the ass. Do what I say. We'll pay you real nice. Get your salary. Be bounced after this year. Thanks for filling in. All that. You know, just keep Sam Ellinger in there. Let's keep losing games. And then, bam! First game of the season. Here comes fucking Matt Ryan back in the game, and they win with Jeff Saturday. And I'm kind of like, whoa, what's going on now? What's the word, Jimmer, say? Because maybe, you know, I'm going down the rabbit hole a little bit here, but maybe Frank Reich all along was like, okay, this franchise is in shambles. I'm starting Sam Mellinger so we can tank. Maybe that's why he got fired. Jimmer, say, maybe wanted to win. And Frank Reich was like, go fuck yourself. I'm playing Sam Mellinger because I want the tank job. I want a better chance at the quarterback. So... Kind of shocking to me because I was reading it all as Jeff Saturday was the puppet, but maybe all along Frank Reich was just doing what was right for this franchise. And I still think that, you know, I like Frank Reich a lot as a coach and a coach and I kind of feel bad for him. Obviously it was due the mistakes of Ballard and himself. You know, obviously Frank Reich had a say in these quarterbacks that he wanted. He had ties to Carson Wentz. Um, but I still think he's a damn good play caller. I think he's a good leader of men, as Jeff Saturday likes to say. So maybe Frank Reich was just doing it right all along. And he wanted to do what was best for this franchise, and he wanted to put Sam Ellinger out there. Let's see what the kids got. Matt Ryan's not taking us to the playoffs. Let's tank. Let's land a chance at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, the big dogs. And uh, maybe that did, unfortunately, cost him his job. But, you know, and maybe I am down the rabbit hole. But, uh. Pretty crazy stuff, and I agree. Jim Mercer's kind of a little bit off the rockers. He's out there tweeting now like he's Mark Cuban. I don't know what's going on in Indianapolis, but I've always liked them as a franchise, and I've always liked Chris Ballard, but I think it's just, you know, it's time for a reset there in Indianapolis, and they, uh, I think it's unfortunate that they won, they won because I really want to see them get a quarterback. I want to see them be relevant again, and that just ultimately pretty much might have put a dagger in their odds at landing, you know, one of the top two quarterbacks. And that's just the way it is. But Thomas, keep the Viagra away. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings upset the Buffalo Bills in overtime, 33 to 30. I mean, game of the year, undoubtedly. Oh. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, I got the, the red zone clips for the first 58 minutes of the game. Flipped the game on with two minutes saw one of the most insane catches I've ever seen. 
just kind of fucking one of the weirdest finishes. Probably one of the probably maybe one of maybe the weirdest finish in the history of the NFL. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Um, just shocking. I don't even know how to put that game into words. It was just unreal. How big of a statement win is this for Minnesota, though? And Thomas, we will let you start because it's your team. Yeah, I mean, this is no doubt. I mean, this might be the craziest Vikings game I have ever seen. Um, I mean, this is probably right next to the Minneapolis miracle of just like how crazy and impactful this game was. Um, it is a big statement win because you've had everybody, and I mean everybody, just question. You know, is this Vikings team for real? They've played, you know, backup quarterbacks. You know, they've won seven games by literally one possession. Um, This is the type of game that kind of separates you from the rest. You know, when you go into Buffalo and you hang with them, but also beat them in overtime and you play a – like, you're playing Josh Allen. Where, like, if this is Case Keenum, like, and Allen was out hypothetically – like, a lot of people thought that was going to happen. I was like, eh, you know, it's good that you won. But it's like you played the best Bills team that you could. Like, that is a Bills team that is probably going to go to the Super Bowl when it's all set and done. Um, But that is the that is the game that, it, like, the Vikings lose a year ago. You know, the Vikings of the old lose that game, you know. And, you know, they just, you know, they, stood, they stuck to themselves. You know, Justin Jefferson established themselves as the best wide receiver in the NFL. It is undisputed. And he probably had the greatest catch I've ever seen in NFL history. It was like a movie. I'll tell you, it, that whole game was just like a movie. Because it, it was just, it. it's not something Vikings fans are used to seeing, is that, the, you know, they're just, they're winning. And they're doing it, con- like, consistently. It's not like you're just sneaking out of every single game. It's like, when you get to a certain point, and you win these close games week in, week out, like you are for real. You know, like you are a team that is ready for the postseason because these are the type – you need to face this type of adversity so that when you do get to the playoffs, you're not surprised when you get punched in the face. You know, you just know that you got to bounce back. And that's what the Vikings are doing. So by the time they do get to the playoffs and, like, they say they do start trailing early, you know, it's not going to be any different. You know, they just stick to themselves. But, you know, this is just such an important win to prove the doubters and haters wrong, that, you know, that they are for real. Like, this team, there's an argument that they are the best team in the NFL as of this current moment. You know, that's just one of those wins that you need on your resume. Um, You know, and Kirk Cousins showed up also when it mattered most, which we're not used to. The guy's got five game-winning drives this season. Um, He showed up in the crunch time that he hasn't done in the past. Um. That whole fourth quarter overtime, Kirk Cousins was like a possessed man. Like he was just hitting JJ in these tight windows, converting third, fourth downs. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just such an insane game that the that the Vikings under the Zimmer era no doubtingly would have lost in the second quarter. So it's nice to see them be able to bounce back. Now, you know, you just, you know, you can't let it get to you. You know, like you got to take care of Dallas now. And, you know, then I think they'll get the respect probably because there, there's still some people that are questioning them. I've seen on national media, you know, where it doesn't necessarily matter what the Vikings do. But to me, um, this is a statement win that, you know, kind of puts you above the rest. Um, 
And, you know, just got to see how, you know, what happens when you get to the playoffs, you know? I mean, this is just a game right now that shows you that they're not pretenders, you know? They are contenders, and they are probably the team to beat in the NFC, at least. Yeah, I like what you said there. Um, This shows you what they can be, and this shows you that this team can win a Super Bowl. Obviously, it's all going to matter. You've been asking for, you know, when we talk about your rankings, you're like, I need to see it. I need to see it, you know? And I think this is the type of game that shows a lot of people like yourself, you know, like this team is probably for real. No, I mean, yeah, it is. This is a team that you they just proved this Sunday that they can go to the Super Bowl. You know, there's no more in right. There's no more regular season question marks at all. There isn't at all. I mean, it's the only I mean, there's a, the one thing is my question marks are always going to be different from the regular season and the postseason. You kind of judge how they play in the regular season on how you think they can do in the playoffs. Obviously, that's clearly, you know, based off records and all that. Um this is a team that showed you they can go to the Super Bowl. So now literally the only question mark is for this team that remains is what do they do when they get to the playoffs? How's it going to go? That's it. That's the only thing. And it's the same thing with all the team. You know, same thing with the Bills, same thing with the Chiefs. You know, there's been, I mean, obviously the Bills, I think, have a couple more question marks. I mean, they had the game. They had it. They did. They, I don't know what they're, I think that they're, I feel like it's there. And I hate to say it because I do like them so much. I think it's, you know, getting a little little cockiness maybe i mean fourth and two the goal line i get it you get a touchdown there you put it away and but josh allen is just looking a little bit too much like his old self he's not really playing like himself right lately and i don't know what's going on with him it's very frustrating to see he's playing a lot more riskier and i think that he needs to you know maybe just slow it down a little bit for himself getting a little bit ahead of himself and i think it's the same thing with the team uh you think about it they go they kick that field goal there yep they drive down that game-winning drive, and that's the game-winning field goal to end it and beat Minnesota, even with the crazy, you know, touchdown that the Minnesota Vikings got. That would I nearly had a heart attack. I nearly had a heart attack. I kid you not. That would have tied it up. So, yeah, I think the Minnesota Vikings definitely put them in, though. You know, this team can go to the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of what they do when they get to the playoffs and how they match up against, you know, there's a good chance that they're playing either the 49ers bucks or cowboys in that second round or potentially even first round if they don't get the first um so yeah i think that it's a, a massive statement win but i think it's uh, the impressed by the defense you know like you know it's like if they would have won on that uh on that bad snap that allen fumbled in the end zone like i wouldn't be as like positive i would say we got like, kind of lucky it's a fact that they balled out in, in overtime and you pick off josh allen to win the game that's the reason I think I'm so optimistic about this team is because we know the offense is elite, but it, it's like the defense does not look good in the, on the stat sheet, but they're a bend but don't break defense where they kind of show up when they're needed most. You know, we had Dantzler against the Bears strip. Um, uh, who was it? Amir Smith-Marset. You know, you've had some very games where you win because of the defense makes a play. Um, so that's why I think I'm a little optimistic because they just seem like a very complete team right now. Yeah. They do. And I think uh, the question was, how big of a statement win is this for the Minnesota Vikings? I think there's an, a, the, a question that's also just as big as what's wrong with the Buffalo Bills. This is three straight games now where they've, you know, they beat the Packers. Yeah, but they didn't look pretty. They lose to the Jets. And they, back in it. They, they play really ugly game against, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, let the Vikings back in it and lose in overtime. I mean, I still think that we can all agree in my eyes if they're playing their best football, this is undoubtedly the best team in football. Like, it's just what the last three games, they've really, really struggled, and it's cost them two of them. And 
uh, they need to wake up because I think that if they're on, there's I don't think there's a team in the NFL that beats this team. But the last three weeks they haven't been down. So when is it time to look, when you got to look yourself in the mirror right now and be like, okay, do we want to win? The, do we want to win a Super Bowl or what? Because we got to wake the fuck up if we do. Brett. All right. I don't think uh, this was a statement win. I don't. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. This is this is why yeah. I say this. This is why I say this. Um, I think it was a statement game, you know, but whether the Vikings won or lo- lost that game with how it went, that wasn't going to change my mind on the team, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's really nice for the Vikings, especially when you pull out that win the same week, um, you know, the Eagles lose. But the only thing that would have made it like a statement game for me for either team is if, you know, one team won by a large margin. Because, you know, we both had these teams at top three in their division, you know, and that's the lowest you could. If you have the Vikings lower than number three before this game, you're it's questionable. You know, some teams have them as one. Most had them at two. So you got to think these could be the final four teams in the NFL, um, the NFC, AFC championship game. You know, these teams could be there with where they're currently standing right now, this should be a close game. So with how it went down, I don't think it was really a statement for either side. Um, it's it's definitely a game you'd like to win. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Vikings, you know, hold a similar position with where they were. I think it's very fair to say that they're, they have are playing better football than the Eagles right now. Um, and you can rank them ahead of them. That's fair. If, if that's, you know, the little statement you needed to make that jump. Like I said, I, I, I can see where people are forming those opinions. But to say it's a statement win, um, I disagree, because, especially with a large um, – with, with seeing a lot of Buffalo Bills airs in that game, you know. Um, I mean, I, don't, I really don't think that – I mean, this is no – I'm not trying to take any way, anything away at all from the Minnesota Vikings when you beat the Buffalo Bills on the road. That's a massive win. But, right. I mean, in my eyes, it should A statement win that. also comes from an opinionated stance, you know, because then what's a statement? Like, mm-hmm. if you already have the Vikings as the number one team in the league, how is them beating a team that is ranked lower than them necessarily a statement? You know, well, like I don't, I don't have them as the number one team in the league. Right. So I, I mean, I've I've I, mean, I think I that if you're a top three team in each division, one of the six, seven, eight best teams in the NFL, conference. you shouldn't be getting blown out by any matter. And if one of those teams did, I would I would classify it as a statement game. And yeah, I mean, if the Vikings lost this game. Um, and you know, we saw, we saw where the game could have been won and lost many different times on those last few plays. And I just don't think that, uh, my opinion on each team is different if those plays, you know, ended up different. My thing is, is when you're okay, I get it. The opinionated. Well, my opinion is when the Buffalo Bills play their best football and the Minnesota Vikings play their best football, the Buffalo Bills are a better team. And once again, like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Minnesota. Right. And. And I, I think don't that think... I think that they the Buffalo Bills had it. They should have they should they were they were they had a 17 point lead. They should have piled it onto them. But then they started playing shitty football. 
in my eyes, this game shouldn't have been close. The the Bills who we saw in the first half, that's the Bills that I expect to be in the Super Bowl this year. I don't know what they were doing in that second half. They fell apart. That game shouldn't have been close. The Vikings shouldn't have won that game. Like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. It's an amazing, victorious, awesome win by any means. But end of the matter is, that's 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 the standard. The standard is the best football team in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills are the standard. They should have fucking smoked them. They had a game in their hands. They could have. They should have dominated that football game. They let Delvin Cook run for an 80-yard touchdown. That's not championship football. You don't do that. Like, they 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 let the Vikings in the game. That catch that JJ had, you know, like there was like a one percent chance that should ever be caught, you know, like the fucking defender. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, not. They taking, even had the reps amazing. on their side all game. The Bills, the Bills had the reps in their pocket all game long. This game should have even went to overtime. That gave Davis not that catch not even being reviewed is yeah. embarrassing for the NFL. I'm not and trying to take anything away from fucking JJ's amazing catch, but the fucking defender caught the fucking ball for him. It was insane that he came away with that. The defender had two hands on it while JJ had one on it. Like the fucking defender. He never used a second hand JJ, which is incredible. Like it was, in, it was insane. Like I just, I think in my eyes, I, I, I don't think it should have been a fucking game. Like it, the Buffalo yeah. Bills are the standard of championship football. They had the game won. And they let the Vikings back into it because they played sloppy football. And, it yeah. was... and, you know, I think the main reason I was just so impressed was because, you know, you get to say, like, what could have happened, this, this, and that. But once it hits overtime, to me, that just reset completely. That reset everything because you had the Vikings on offense go against the Bills defense. Then you had the Bills defense go against the Vikings uh, offense. To me, it kind of really reset in the fact that, you know, it's not like you just scored and you kept the ball in Josh Allen's hands. It's like you literally picked him off to win the game, and you scored on that defense as well. You you should have scored a touchdown, but the refs shockingly missed uh, you know twelve man on the field, you know, and screwed the Vikings um, when they were on the goal line. Um, so like I don't know, I mean, I think I'm just so impressed because even knowing like all that BS that kind of happened that led up to the point, the fact that it was an even match, one v one, you know, one v one in overtime, and the Vikings did win because they scored. They stopped the Bills. They picked them off to win the game. You know, that is where I think I was so more impressed because to me, nothing else mattered until overtime just because it was literally like a reset in my mind. And they outplayed them. And the Bills were in prime position to score. Um, You know, the Vikings were just the better team on Sunday. Power rankings? Do it. Let's do it. Oh, 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 let's do it. Let's start with the AFC because I'm sure the NFC is going to be juicy. Do we all have the Chiefs at number one, or am I tweaking? Yep. I got the, yeah, Chiefs at one. I like it. I love it. I mean, they're they're unreal. I don't know, and they're going to keep doing it, dude. They're that's they're going to the They might. They might do it again. Have you it, have you have you fessed up to being wrong yet, Thomas? On I that have. One? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I am absolutely. All right. Um, you know, I feel like the Chiefs are. You know, they are the team to beat in the AFC. They are the most complete team in my eyes. You know what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do uh, without Tyreek Hill is beyond impressive. And you know, Kelsey's still a baller. You know, Kadarius Tony's getting involved now. Um, you know, the offensive line's still pretty good, but they have no run game, which is what I'm even more surprised by of how good they are on offense. Because usually you need at least some type of running game. They have none. Like Clyde Everseller didn't didn't even have a, like a carry last game. 
So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm very impressed by the Chiefs up to this point. I think they are, I mean, as high as I am on the Vikings, I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat. I think they're the number one team in all football. Um, but, you know, that's just because of all the experience they have. Andy Reid and Mahomes, you know, they'll, they'll always be in it. And the Bills, unfortunately, will never compete with them because the Bills don't have a run game. So they can't slow down the clock ever. So, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are my number one team for sure. Didn't you say the Chiefs just didn't have a run game? Yes, but they have Patrick Mahomes, and I think he's better than Josh Allen. And I, I trust – I like their coaching staff. I trust Andy Reid a hell of a lot more than I trust Sean McDermott. I do not trust Sean McDermott whatsoever. I trust Brian Dable. Bills are a mess without Dable there. I don't trust Sean McDermott whatsoever. All right. Everyone got the Bills at two? No. Yeah, I've got the Bills at two. All right. I have the Dolphins. The Miami, I have the Miami Dolphins. They're seven and two. Two is an MVP candidate. He's lighting it up right now. Um, you know, the Bills got some question marks, and I think they got some question marks at the quarterback position. I think Allen's getting a little reckless without Brian Dable there. He's turning into the old Josh Allen. You know, second year, first, second year Josh Allen, where he's just trusting his arm too much. He's just slinging it, you know, trying to fit the ball in tight spaces that, you know, you shouldn't do. <laughs> So, I mean, I just think the Dolphins are a better team right now. You know, they're 7-2. and two, They're first in the division. They actually, they already beat Buffalo. So, I mean, I don't know what more else the Dolphins could really do, you know, to prove to people. So, I, I got the Dolphins as my number two team in the AFC. All right. I've got the – I've got the – I've got the Dolphins at three. I've got them at three as well uh, for all of the reasons that Thomas just said. So, then they should be two. Um, yeah, I just I just can't put them over the Bills yet. Um, I I think that, and when I'm thinking about the power rankings, I'm thinking of like the playoffs starting. You know, like when I'm talking about my rankings right now, like wh- who's the toughest team to beat? Who's going to be a problem? Who do I think is going to beat who? And I just think, um, yeah, the Dolphins they got that record, but they lack that that uh experience and that maybe that playoff adversity um i i I can't say that i've watched all too many dolphin games but you know they're in miami and i i want to see them play when the conditions aren't as great could be hard when they're hosting all home games in the playoffs if if they do i mean (laughs) it'd be lucky as of now, they're, they're guaranteed at least two home games. Two out of so three you, rounds. So you've home. got the Bills? I, I have Bills at three. Yeah, okay. I think they got I some got, question marks. I got the Ravens at four. So do I. Brett? Yeah, I I think, um, you know, four and five are tough. Uh, a lot of teams that I think could be in that spot, but yeah, I like the Ravens. I don't even think they're at full strength right now. I think J.K. Dobbins will bring a whole other element to their offense. Um, and he should be coming back in the next few weeks here. Ravens, I believe uh, they come off a of bye week. Yeah. Yeah. Coming off a of bye week. Yeah, should be rested up. Um, I think four is a good spot for them. They've got – who they got this weekend? They should – I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's a slouch game, is it? Oh, yeah, it is. It's the Panthers. Yeah. Oh, great for Carolina. And the five spot, um, I got the Tennessee Titans. I have the Jets. 
And the Jets are playing really good ball right now. Robert Slay's got them on the right path. And they haven't even used Elijah uh, – they're not even using Elijah Mitchell. They lost Brees Hall. Um, you know, Zach Wilson's playing very well below average. So, I mean, I'm just impressed by how great the defense has been and simply that they're just finding ways to win games. And at the end of the day, you know, good teams find ways to win close games. It doesn't matter if you win by 20 or you win by two. Like, you just got to find a way to win, you know, and that's what the Jets are doing. They've had a lot of statement wins. Um, I think beating Buffalo in Buffalo is a really big-time win. I think, you know, they, they played the Ravens tough week one, but they didn't beat them. But, you know, I just feel like when you beat Buffalo, it's a pretty big-time win. You go in the Lambeau and you just stomp the Green Bay Packers to a pulse. Like, you know, when you just get to that point where it's like, you know, you got to take the Jets seriously. And I think they have more statement wins than the Tennessee Titans do. I do not trust Ryan Tannehill. Bears. Who you got your five, Brett? Five. Uh, this one's tough for me, but um, I'm going to go with the Bengals, man. They had a bye week. They're sitting at five and four. And, you know, Chase is coming back. I think he's probably going to be out for another one or two more weeks. But I I just like where they're sitting right now. Um, you know, they, they've got, like I said, they're rested. And they've got the Steelers up this week. A um, couple tough games following that, but I just believe in Joey B, man. I I think he's, I think he's the truth, and I think, just think that uh the five spots good for him. I, they'll be a playoff team. Juicy, 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 juicy. I love it. We all have three different teams at that five spot. Um, I mean, it's tough for me to put the Titans there. Um, I guess I don't have much faith when they come to the playoffs, but they they've been playing good ball lately. Um, fuck, Brett, you almost talked me into the Bengals. I'm sticking with my I'm sticking to my guns here. Don't be don't be shocked if I'm I'm switching it up here real quick next week. Uh, the NFC, Thomas. I'll let you go first. We have a new number one team, boys, and it is the Minnesota Vikings, you know, you go into Buffalo and you pull out that win. Um, I talked a lot about it earlier. They have a statement win. The Eagles don't. It's plain and simple. I don't care if the Eagles beat them week two. That that week two Vikings team is not this week 11 team. They're just not. They finally have an identity of who they are. And, you know, another thing that's being hidden is that the Vikings, I believe, they were the first team in, I believe, like 50 years or 40 years to be trailing by 14 plus points in the fourth quarter to the to to the Bills in Buffalo and winning and they found a way to win. Um you know, this team just always bounces back when they face adversity. They've won seven or eight straight games by one possession. So good teams win close games. That's what I've said all year. That's just my motto for the NFL for these for all teams. You know, good teams find ways to win close games. Um and also it's just it just falls back to the statement win, you know, like this is a big time win and you win these close games. And it's just, I need to see more from the Eagles that commander's loss, you know, just such a big hit in my eyes for, if you want to compare these two teams, because the Vikings only loss is to a eight and one team, you know, the Vikings have not lost to a below average mediocre team. Like the Eagles just did or if the Vikings would have lost, say like that bears game, you know, I'll be like, okay. Yeah. You know, but it's like the Vikings only loss is to like maybe a, the second or third best team in the entire league in many eyes. So that's the main reason I have to put them ahead of Philadelphia. 
is simply because they haven't lost to a team that they weren't supposed to lose to. And that's what the Eagles did. So, yeah, I got to go with the Vikings this week. You know, a lot could change over the next few if they drop to game like the Jets or the Giants or someone like that. But, um, yeah, I think for now, I think the Vikings are the more complete team. Fuck Amir Smith-Marset. You keep bringing up that fucking game. <laughs> that was a great game. Oh, it was a fucking good one. Fields had a good game, decent game. Uh, Brett. <laughs> All right, this is this – is... This is real spicy, but Please I want to tell the 49ers. you. He's over the Niners. Oh I want to tell you, the whole point of oh me doing this is when I'm giving you my rankings, like I said, I'm thinking about the playoff, I'm thinking about the hot team. The Niners. And I'm thinking about, you know, I want I want my rankings to be the same every week, you know, because I when when it comes down to it at the end of the season, I wanted to I wanted to be right, you know, in week eleven. I wanted to have it right week eleven. So things are going to change week by week, and the record doesn't show it, but the most feared team and the best team in the NFL right now is the 49ers. And they're number one. I I think that, um, you know, we could see – I. Are they even better than Colson the Seahawks? had mentioned a uh, 49ers and Bills Super Bowl. I can I can see it. I can see it running back 49ers and the Chiefs. Um. But I just think That's the 49ers are the top team in the NFC. I think they're the top team in the NFL right now, actually. Um, you well, know, yeah, they're five and four. I need some. But like I said, we're, record is out the window. I mean, they lost to the Bears week one. Uh, they lost to That's Atlanta Falcons. We talk about their team now with adding arguably the best player on their team, um, getting back a starting running back who's their running back two now. Um, they just seem dominant for me. And for all these other good teams in the NFL, like the Vikings and the Eagles and the Bills and the Chiefs, they just what's have the recipe for win? success to beat what's, these teams. I mean, right, think about this. If you think win? about let me, let me tell you, if you think about the how we talk about how bad, you know, um, the Eagles, you know, you talk about how bad that Eagles loss was. If you think about how they did it, um, just ball control, keeping the other team's quarterback off the field, the 49ers are a super-sized freaking version of what the Commanders did to the Eagles last night. And, man, I can tell you right now, if the, if the Eagles – I they don't want to play the you 49ers. You think Jimmy Garoppolo could win a shootout? I mean, no, I don't think it needs good. to be a shootout. The 49ers have shown to, to have He's a great run defense. They've got some of the best weapons passing the ball. And with their threat they have to run in the football, I don't see why that can't make things easy for Jimmy G, as it has already. Who's oh. going to guard Jefferson? Who's going to guard A.J. Brown? Who's going to guard Mike Evans? Who's going to stop Dalvin Cook? Who's going to stop Jalen Hurts? You know, I mean, where I don't believe the, 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 the I I actually do see an argument for thinking that like the Niners are like you know one of the most complete teams. My question is: Is the guy under center? He's okay, but let me ask you this: Throw a touchdown pass. Let me ask. Yeah. Let me ask you this though. Record aside, what do yeah? What you're telling me? You question Jimmy G? One thousand percent. He if you need an eighty yard drive. And you're down with a minute left. Just throw in the towel. He's not going to lead you. All right, but miles. isn't that isn't that who Kirk Cousins has been 
every season before this point? Exactly why I have the Vikings as high as I do, because this is not the same old Kirk Cousins. Okay, but, I mean, we've we seen Jimmy, Jimmy G Garoppolo. go to a Super Bowl with a team that has was not had this much firepower. Though? Was it because of him, though? It wasn't. It, but that's what I'm saying. He has more firepower than ever. I don't see that Niners team being able to put up 30-plus points. I don't think Who has do. better weapons than the Niners I, in the NFL? I think the Vikings have better weapons. Tied, I mean... Kittle, I, Hawk, I guess you can, you can give the walk there, but Kittle is one of the most dominant run blockers. I think Hawkins is better than Kittle right now. I 100%. mean, Kittle just if you're talking about route running, but when you want to, when you when you bring in run blocking in the Hawkins two factors just, of the game, right he's Hawkins not with right he's there. not with Kittle. Look it up. Look it up. Look go up, ahead. I mean, I can tell you. Look up the grades. I I just told you. I just told you that if you want to wash him, you can, but you can't tell me that he's a better run blocker than Kittle. He's not. I mean, he's, he's probably he's better receiver. Right there. He's right, he's right there, but so is Kittle. I mean, like I said, if you want to call him a wash, that's fair. I think um, the Vikings have a better Jefferson, obviously, line. a lot better route runner, but Debo can do stuff Jefferson can't do. I mean, and then you talk about Mitchell. Oh, and no, I mean, Debo, does he do anything, Jefferson? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying Jefferson does everything better than almost anyone else outside of like – Break top. tackles? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, Jefferson is a monster. Yeah, he but I mean, I'm talking about I'm talking receiver. about the only wide receiver running back in the NFL. Like, let's not let's stop comparing him to Justin Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson's you can't. the best no wide receiver Jefferson. in the league. Debo Samuel is a fucking Swiss Army knife that nobody has, and year. the 49ers have. How's Debo even doing this year? He's just been he's been hurt. He's been hurt. That's a, that just adds to my point. These these motherfuckers have the biggest weapons in all of NFL, and they're not performing like it. I disagree. I mean, that's why it's hey, my Madden's opinion. Right on paper, that's why I guess. It's my opinion. You know, if you're playing think, Madden, maybe sure. But you know, this I don't think that they can beat the Chiefs. That's the only team that I don't think the Bills can beat or the 49ers can beat. I'm afraid. And of I can those. tell you the the recipe to beat these teams that have the good quarterbacks. It's no question. It's keeping them off the field. That's what's and so well for the running Niners the ball and limiting their possessions. And there's no better team that can do that than the 49ers who are stout in the run game, which that's the thing, you know, you, you, you stop the run and you just got to make a couple good plays, you know, on them guys, get who them off. The Niners, who did the Niners lose out. to in the playoffs last year, Brett? What's that? Who did the Niners lose to in the playoffs? Uh, I forgot which coach was on that coaching staff. Who was the offense? I mean, again? dude, this shit does was, not matter. Was it Kevin, o, was it Kevin O'Connell? I, I can you remind it me? It was, yeah. I mean, what that guy's a genius came from, from an offense staff. Does that mean that they're about to make Aaron Rodgers now over there? Like, this stuff is yeah. all freaking it's that, that doesn't mean nothing. Jimmy Garoppolo will hold that team back. That's why they traded Kevin O'Connell, who didn't even call offensive plays for the Rams last year. Is the reason why the, the weekly game lost. plan? I mean, the 49ers looks- own the Rams, dude. Why, like, they won one game in the playoffs? Yeah, well, it was the they don't own them, them if they, but they own them, them dude. They, they the own them and beat them to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but what ha- what's happened every other time before that? Regular season will matter, man. It- it's the playoffs, it's when it all matters most. And you know, unfortunately, Niners have done choke. Well, then I I hope Jimmy you Garoppolo, you are limited with it. The Viking season is eroded to a playoff loss because that's what matters. I can't trust Jimmy G. That's what it comes down to. And your your team is only as good as your quarterback. Well, hey, I like I like I, I agree with Brett. I won't be. Shocked. And look, 
if if the 49ers are the hottest team and they win the Super Bowl and are the team to knock out the Vikings, which is very I possible. Say I told you so. That though. defense scares me. That offense does not. Hey, just 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 to let you know, man, my team was in the same spot for the last couple years, and there's no bigger nightmare than the 49ers. All right. I'm a leader. Yeah, crazy. I did see I saw a tweet the other day and I was actually gonna bring this up, but I just forgot. The Viking season is reminding me a lot of the 2019 Packers season. Juiced. I'm getting 2000, it, I'm getting 2017 Eagles vibes. Where they're just finding ways to win these games and they'll get hot in the playoffs. Nah, what? When the Eagles won the Super Bowl? I know Nick yeah. Foles. Did you say 2019 Packers? That's well, the energy I'm getting from the Minnesota Vikings this year. Oh, it is. That, that's I agree. It's I crazy how agree. I remember that's that. That's why I have them where I have that, them ranked. I mean, that, they're dominating. Like, they they have a dominant record. Um, fresh new coach. A lot of new bells and whistles. But I just see, uh, team, like, you know, that's the teams like the 49ers where they're just – they're they're built where a lot of these great teams have their weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, it's just a shame that they're not leading their division, though. Yeah, and that's the thing. Why? Yeah, that's I mean, yeah. that's a whole. Are they the best team in their own division? That's that's all about the past. I mean, we can sit here and no, talk about right now. five and four, and six and four, division. but you say they're not winning their division. Do you really believe Seattle's going to beat the 49ers for the division title, Tom? Come on. Hopefully. They're not winning the division me. right now, but we all know they're going to win that division. We don't know that, though. We do Cardinals know that, right Thomas. Them. You're Cardinals telling me right who's favored them. to win that division, Thomas? Who's favored? It will always be the Niners. But okay, I then what are we like, talking about here? But it doesn't mean I, it doesn't mean I think that. Or Then what do you think? I think Pete Carroll has out- You think the fucking Seahawks, just, you think the Seahawks are going to win the division. That's what you're about to tell me. I will not be surprised that division is wide open. Well, don't be – I don't no want to know what you team. wouldn't be surprised about. I want to yeah. know what you think. I think the Niners are in well position to do it. but Okay, the well, then point, why are we talking about what position they're in right now? Because that's what the rankings are. No, because it's just been your narrative. You know the Niners are are going to win their division. So why are you bringing up them in second place as a fact? They are the most talented team. In that division, but not the most talented team doesn't always win that division. Well, listen, the winning the division ha, has nothing to do with I advancing mean, Gino in the postseason. Smith, Gino Smith is better than Jimmy Garoppolo by far, and that they doesn't that doesn't Bucks. that doesn't do nothing for me. Of course, obviously, you Brett, you love the Niners. They no, they I fucking head, hate the Niners. You, they live in your I head hate the Niners. Free. I hate <laughs> the Niners. Crazy. Listen, the Niners. don't give me no dumb. I hate the 49ers. Oh, you hate them so much that you have now have a fond of respect for them. When you praise them, it helps you sleep better at night knowing Rodgers couldn't get it done. You know, that's just you know, that's just the reality. You know, if they would have beat them, you wouldn't have much to say about the Niners. But you know, the fact that you've actually seen them, was it two two years in a row that the, they knocked the Packers yes. out? Yes. No, where it's like you're so emotionally damaged from them that you have to, you know, you, you just can't see clear right now. Okay. You, you just can't. What's it going to take for you to respect the 49ers? 
I mean, just literally give, all you have to say place, about them is their record. That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. What's their statement win? Yeah, great. You beat the Chargers, but the Chargers had no weapons. You get my, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out there, Niners lose that game. I don't think that's fair to say. Will, who do you think wins the other night? Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are out there. If they throw them out there, we're talking a totally different game plan. We're probably talking about the 49ers not running the ball 40 fucking times. Because they don't trust the quarterback? No, because they didn't have to fucking throw the ball. Because the you got Elijah Mitchell running for 100. (laughs) You got McCaffrey. He he didn't do that great running the ball, but, I mean, fucking – Give him the ball ten well, you're times. You're gonna need to run the ball if you want to make a deep playoff run. I mean, what did Jimmy Jimmy G did was amazingly efficient. I don't know what you're talking about. That dude dropped back and it seemed like he was doing whatever he wanted he even to throw do. A touchdown? No, but he didn't have to. they ran them. them all in because the Chargers had no weapons. They had no what's, weapons. What's the stat line matter, dude? What's it matter if he fucking throws the touchdown or runs it in or hands it to McCaffrey? Because you're not, when you, because I guess if that's you fantasy these, football, dude. We're talking I think about if you want to evaluate team. these teams of how you think it is of you know when it comes to crunch time. What if Jimmy G threw or, a touchdown last week? You're gonna think higher of him now? Is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah. No, I that's wrong. Would. That's wrong thinking. Because that's fantasy football you're thinking. Playing. You need to get that out. Well, because the Chargers, it would have been an impressive victory if the Chargers actually had a healthy team out there. Last I checked, there's no Rashad Slater, there's no Joey Bosa, there's no Keenan Allen, there's no Mike Williams, and what and what they win by? Eight or nine? Eight, hey, dude. Nine? You're telling me Justin Herbert. Look, you can you can, you can go ahead and out? keep talking about wins by this many points and wins like this, but hey, I know well, good rosters and good game plans when I see them, and I see a team winning games. Did, you know, uh, nobody fucking plans like, all right, yeah, let's go out there and fucking win by 20 points today. No, it's let's win the game. We got this game plan to beat them. Let's do it. What's their statement win this year? It's sure as hell not a great look when you lose to the Falcons and the Bears, I'll tell you that. As yeah, but that's, that's, besides the, that's besides the point. I mean, if if green, like if teams go on and win, like we talked about no the Bucks. Wins. Like we talked there about the no Bucks. reason to put the Bucks ahead the of Bucks, the Eagles. We we no just reason. talked about the Bucks going winning two more games. They're going to be seven and five, and these next two teams that they play are fucking nobodies, and they're going to be seven and five. And we all agreed that they're they're back in the mix. Where the hell's their statement win? No, it's the players that we believe in, well, the players that we've seen do ever. things, and the coaches or the coaching staff or you know whatever we've seen it's do only things. Of That's the same thing with the Niners. I mean. I don't – it's not the loss. It's not their statement wins that's making me believe this. It's trading for Christian McCaffrey, who's now the best player on their team. It's having a veteran coaching staff in Shanahan who has who knows what to do, who has a proven winner. That's the reason. It's not it has nothing to do with statement games. Those are coming up, I think. Against who? The, um, I think that I, – I mean, I – Oh, fucking I don't mind him in the top three, but you I guys don't like... even know. You guys don't. The funny thing is, the hilarious thing about this is, you guys don't even know who my fucking number one team is. But I'm gonna, I want to keep talking. You about said the Dallas team. Cowboys. I'm going to log off this. I fucking. What do you think? I'm stupid. Come on. I don't know. You've been loving them Cowboys for weeks. Fucking hey, they were playing good football. They had a bad game this week. They get dropped down in the rankings. Pretty simple. Um, 49ers got the Cardinals, which I have them winning. They got the Saints, which I have them winning. They got the Dolphins. They might lose that one for sure. 
Uh, then they got the Bucks. That'll be a toss-up. But then look at their last four games of the season. Seahawks, which I have them beating. They already beat them again this, earlier this year. I think that they'll do it again. Commanders, which I have them winning. Raiders, which I have them winning. And the Cardinals, again, to finish off the season, which I have them winning. That team is going to get hot. That team's going to win six in my eyes. This is my opinion. This team is going to win six of their last seven games or, you know, five of the last seven games at worst, I think. And that's going to be the scariest team to play in the playoffs. Do I think that they're the best overall roster in football? No. Um, But I think that, I mean, I think that's just a really good shot that this team knocks off the Eagles or the Vikings. This team is so scary to me. Um, I think it's just year in and year out, like we see. And Brett said, I mean, dude, they were the fucking six seed last year. They came in, got to the NFC Championship, and had a game, a chance to beat the best built team in football last year and took them to the wire on the road, which I mean, you really can't say that much about the Vikings being on the road. Um, but regardless, it's, it's, it's tight. It's tight. I like the 49ers a lot. I don't know if I have them at my one. Uh, you guys don't know who I have at my one still. <laughs> I have the Eagles. Can we please move on to two? Holy fucking A, we just spent 30 minutes on a one. <laughs> Dude, it's I got the Eagles at number two. Okay, I have the Vikings at two. I've got the Eagles at number two. <laughs> this man had the Vikings, but switched it guaranteed. No, no, no. I still got the Eagles at two, Vikings at three. Um, nothing, nothing really, you know, happened too big for me. I think a lot of the, I think the teams are close. Um, last week I believe I had Eagles. 49ers Vikings um but one one thing um with what I will say well I guess we're on two right now yeah um yeah I got the Eagles at two I think having them at two obviously my Vikings are three I think my two and three are a lot closer um than they were last week being one and three but I've I've got them uh above Above the Vikings right now, just with their head-to-head win, and I think if they were matched up again right now, we'd see a similar similar game to what we just saw with the Bills and the Vikings. I think I think that'd be a shootout. But for right now, I'm just I'm gonna put the Eagles at two. Oh, all right, at three, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Vikings at three. I have the New York Giants. You know, wow. I'm just very – I know, it's, it's you know – Over who? I have them over the Niners. Oh, okay. I forgot that you put Eagles at three. I thought you put the fucking Giants over no, the Oh, no, 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 no. Eagles are two oh, for me. Whoa, 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 no, whoa, I have the Giants. Whoa, whoa. You're seven and two, and they don't even have that much talent. You know, I, I'm just – I'm so impressed by them up to this point because when I do power rankings, I don't – I can't play the what-if game of what you might be five, six, seven weeks from now. I have to evaluate you of what you have been up to this point. And I'm just I am so impressed with the seven and two New York Giants without a single weapon on their team outside of Saquon Barkley. So they, they have more statement wins than the Niners. Um maybe even the Vikings and Eagles. You know, like they'd have they might have the most statement wins in the NFC. So I I have to put the Giants in that top three because they're seven and two. And you know, they've I can only evaluate a team what they've done to this point. That's how power rankings work. So 
Yeah, I have to put the Giants there for now. Would I be shocked, you know, five, six, seven weeks from now that the Niners, you know, win their division and they're in the playoffs and the Giants are like a wild card? No, but I can only evaluate the teams up to this point. And I feel like they're seven and two. They could, they could, uh, they're just, they're right there for the division with the Eagles, you know, the, the, right there fighting for one or two seeds. So, um, yeah, I got to put the Giants at three. I'm just so impressed by what they've done with the lack of talent that they have. So you're telling me, though, if we got Giants and 49ers this week, you're taking Giants, correct? Are Giants home? I would take the home team because I think they're very close. So I'm assuming you have the 49ers at four. I do have the Niners at four. There it is. I have the Cowboys at four. They try on my list. <laughs> when you lose to that Packers team, you're off my list. That's oh, come on. Oh, come the on. Bad come the fuck on. Here, you got, you got I got Aaron the Bucks ahead of them. Oh, my goodness. You got Aaron Rodgers going against his old coach at home in Lambeau in the cold. Let's not act like it's a fucking game. Dallas was up. Dallas blew that game. Yeah, they did. They, sure, they had the game in their hands, and they blew it on the road against Aaron Rodgers' old coach. You think Aaron Rodgers is not going to come out there and put a show on Mike McCar- for Mike, Mike fucking McCarthy? I just I, I don't. They went on the road I in Lambeau, get. probably the toughest place to play in football, and lost in overtime to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Lambeau's not that tough. Buffalo's a tougher place to play. Seattle's tougher. You'll find out in January, Chiefs. Bubs. Chiefs, <laughs> yeah. no, Chiefs. Uh-oh. You know, there's so many more stadiums that are more tough to play. I mean, I don't get the love of the Cowboys. Can someone explain it to me? Why does everyone love them so much? Because I don't think they're that is good. unreal. Is they, it? They, they've slouched they've slouched a little bit the last few weeks, but I mean when they're on their Let me on. look at their rankings here. So then maybe I could be a little educated here. Cause I feel I'm a little out of the loop right here. Because I see a six and three team. Let's see their defense. They are 14th in total yards per game, fourth against the pass. Jesus, 29th against the run, fifth in points per game. There you go. Uh ninth and third down percentage. Check right, the turnovers. That's a top, top ten defense, but it doesn't mean I think you're a top five team. I just I I don't see it. They're what are the, I think they're the third best team in their division. I just I don't know. I don't get the love. They're they haven't been that great this year to me at least. They've just been okay, you know, just okay. Brett, who's your four? Four. This one's tough. But you know, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get crazy here. He's got the Bucks. I got the Bucks at four, dude. Got the Packers. Um, I I think we just do these power rankings a little differently. But like I said, you know, if I think um, records aside, after you know you go 49ers, Eagles. Vikings, I got to go with the Bucks as, you know, the next team in there that I just feel like could take on everybody else, you know? Please, um, Brett, please have the Packers at five. This would be the best episode yet. <laughs> please. You know, it. I don't I don't have the Packers at five, but I did have I something to tell you guys on. about the Packers that I'd like to save for when I announce my five. Okay. Okay. Thomas, who's your four again? You had the 49ers. Yeah, Brett, Niners, Bucks. Yeah. I, I have, have the Bucks at five. I have the Bucks at five as well. 
the, I feel like, you know, I don't get the Giants disrespect um, from you guys. But, I mean, we're all pretty similar on what we think, you know, the top four or five teams are. They're just in different orders. Um, I just – I don't see why the Cowboys should be over the Giants. I just – I don't get it. That's fair. Yeah. My number five, I'm going the Giants. Um, yeah, I just think they've earned it. They're seven and two. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're kind of like uh, you know, I just think about the 49ers a little bit, just their brand of football. Uh, I feel like I, I, I it's easy for me to draw that comparison because I just feel like they're the standard. But when you run the ball well and you play good defense, and your quarterback doesn't make turnovers, It's you're a really tough football team to beat. And I think that's where the Giants are. Um, you know, partly a lot of their success due to the coaching staff and Dabble um, getting the best out of everybody. And I think uh, they're a good spot for five. I don't think um, – I think they could be a team that, you know, could – lose to some teams that these other teams might not necessarily lose to, but I do think they're capable of playing with everybody and, you know, just about beating everybody. And their record at seven and two has shown that up to this point. But what I did want to add about my number five, um, yeah, Cowboys are at six. Uh, I know Will G had the Cowboys in his top five. Green Bay Packers, I had them in my top five a couple weeks back before this terrible streak of losing. But what I got to say is I don't think there's any team that can make a bigger rise than the Green Bay Packers over these next two weeks. Um, They've just beat the Dallas Cowboys. We've got the Tennessee Titans, who was in the top five for one of you, I believe. And, you know, if not there, they're right on the bubble. Um but this is a team I think Green Bay can beat. They, they, Tennessee, you know, it's a, it's a totally different team, but we beat Tennessee. Green Bay beat Tennessee very commanding a, a couple years back in Lambeau. And I just hope the team has that same energy. Uh, both are coming into a short or coming on a short week, you know, playing on a Thursday. I think this is a game Green Bay can win. Um, so, yeah, not only beating the Cowboys, taking out the Titans, but then you got, the Eagles uh, where we ranked we ranked them pretty high up there too all of us have them in the top three so taking out the Cowboys Titans and Eagles yeah that's a long ways away I mean we still got the Thursday game and then we're talking about beating one of the top teams in football but that's a that's a huge opportunity for some rising right there so uh, let's, let's keep an eye on that boys sick bro and then, you know, the toughest game I do see um, for the Packers. Chicago Bears and Soldier Field. You got the Chicago Bears, but a bigger will beat them. Mark it Miami down. Dolphins in Miami on th- or on uh, Christmas Day. I feel like that's, that's going to be a really bad. tough game. And if if Green Bay can – I mean, we're not even going to talk about that game yet. Yeah, but You guys are pretty far out of the playoff hunt right now. Like, you think you guys are like 10th right now. Yeah, but that doesn't really concern me when you got – teams like the Falcons and the freaking Lions and the Bears sitting at, you know, the same records. I are think, we sure that the Packers I are think, better than the Bears, though? Okay. I, I mean – Conversation for another week. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've already beat them. 
the Green Bay Packers have already beat the Bears. Um, I don't I don't think there's great reason to say that the Bears are better than the Packers. I mean, you could talk about Justin Fields playing good, but every game that he's played good, they've lost. So um Bears defense will not be able to do anything. Yeah, uh, but you know, that. this isn't this isn't something we gotta get too deep into because like I said, in a couple weeks we'll see. Yep. All right, let's finish this off. Three minutes. Timer's starting now. I got the Packers over the Titans Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, this is tough because I don't think the Packers are a very good team right now, but I also don't think the Titans are either. Uh, I'm going to go Packers because I think they have a strong running game. Uh, I got the Bears over the Falcons. I have the Falcons. I think Bears defense uh, is so bad. Yeah, and, you know, hearing Khalil Herbert's on IR, I mean, Montgomery's not very explosive. You know, Herbert's a big explosive back. So, I mean, I think this could be a high-scoring game, but, I mean, uh, I trust Mariota right now. I think that team, the Falcons always find a way to win these type of games. So, I'm going with the Falcons just because they're at home. If it's in Chicago, I'm going to Chicago all day. But um, I think the Falcons at home are going to really put it together. We're already at 50 seconds. Brett? I'm going Bears. Eagles over the Colts. Eagles. Yeah, I got to go Eagles. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Jeff Saturday's a joke, man. Fuck off. This motherfucker pondered it on purpose. <laughs> Give me the Jets. Yeah, the think Jets. about it. Give me the Jets. Who, the who are they playing? Patriots. Who's home? Patriots. I'm going Patriots. I think they're going to bounce back. New England is going to roll the Jets. Love it. That's definitely going to be the one I switch up in our in our uh, graphic. Um, give me the Commanders over the Texans. Six and five. Yeah, I think I'll go Commanders. I like their defense. I like the Commanders in this one. Give me the Rams over the Saints. It's tough because I don't know if Stafford's playing. You fuckers. <laughs> Um, I will go Rams, I guess. But do not be shocked if the Saints blow them out. Okay. I'm going to take the Saints in this one. Um, is back. I, I think Kamara could have a day. All right. Uh, This is going to be the game where the Bills figure it out. Bills over the Browns. Oh, yeah, big time. Bills are going to bounce back. It, it's going to be an ass whooping. I'll take the Bills. Give me the Ravens over the Panthers. Oh, yeah. Ravens. Uh, Give me the Giants over the Lions. Who's home? Giants. Oh, yeah, Giants. Oh, this could be a trap game. This could be a trap game. Major but I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go with the Giants. They need to win this one if they are worthy of that five spot. Give me the Broncos over the Raiders. Yep. Yeah, it's in Denver, right? Um, Yeah, I'll go with Broncos. I know Judy's out, but – We hit the three-minute mark, assholes. <laughs> um, Cowboys and Vikings. Oh, I'm going Cowboys. Um, I am too. Minnesota's riding. Only, high. yeah, only because the Vikings are due for a loss. But you know they they're coming off a very emotional victory, and yeah, you know it's just a type of game that screams trap to me. You know, so I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go Cowboys. They just came off a tough loss. 
like Thomas said, Vikings are riding high, but you know, if the Vikings could really put the smack down on the Cowboys, that'd be a true statement game uh, for me. I think, I think that would really show the Vikings uh, who they are. A lot of people before even this Bills game um, were thinking who the, Vi- you know, with who they thought the Vikings were, saw the Vikings losing both of these games. So, you know, if they could squeak out a win against Buffalo, which they did, and get a commanding victory against the Cowboys here, I'd be really impressed with the Vikings. But I, I am going with the Cowboys. All right, Steelers, Bengals, give me the Bengals. Bengals. Uh, is it in Cincy? Oh, it's in Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh. All right. Chiefs over the Chargers in L.A. Oh, Chiefs. I don't think Herbert's going to have any weapons again. And 49ers. Brett, who you got? Chiefs or Chargers? Jesus. I'm taking the Chargers on this one. Trap. All right. And I got the 49ers all over the Arizona Cardinals in uh, Mexico City. Oh, really? It's a Mexico City game, really? Yeah. 49ers. (gasps) Yeah, I got to go Niners. Ertz is out for the season. There's just not enough weapons there. All right, sounds good. Thanks for the longest five-minute fucking projections of my life, guys. Jesus, you got to oh, well, be the three-minute no. timer next week. It, it takes skill to stall this much. What's great? What? No, yeah, you staring at the stealing every single pick. What's taking this <laughs> is the skill. That's the skill. After every time I give you a dude, staring up at the ceiling. Don't you five. know the fucking ceiling shows the answers, bro? Come on, it does. <laughs> I see it right here. It says Skull Vikes forever. So the writing's on the wall, literally, man. All right, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Pinewood Perspective. We'll be back here next week, a juicy episode to say the least. I'm hoping it's even more juiced up next week. Peace. Peace.